Hello, everyone. This is Lyndon. Welcome to the Warrior Painters Podcast. Today, I chatted with three international artists who are now working in the United States. They talk about how they made the move, how they found footing in a new environment, as well as the many tips they have to share with other international artists like myself to find success in the American entertainment industry. I'm your host, Lyndon. Uh, joining me today is my good friend, Q. Uh, Q, why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Q, and I come from China. Currently, a background artist working for Netflix on the show called Battle TV. Nice. Next, we have uh, Justina. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, hi. My name is Justina. I'm originally from South Korea. I've been working in the gaming industry for the first seven years, and currently, I'm at the uh, Marvel studio as a dev artist. Awesome. Next, we have um, my, my artistic hero, Lip. Uh, I'm trying to hold in my inner fanboy right now. Uh, so tell us, tell us about yourself, Lip. Uh, no pressure. Thank you. <laughs> well, my, my name is um, Lip, or better, like it's a short form for Philip. Philip Comarella, I, I come from very, very, very north Italy, basically on the border to Austria. And I, I came here to New York for the time being to work on a Netflix feature. And I've been production designing and uh, visual developing for the last a year and a half. And it has been a bumpy, but very rewarding road. Did all of you uh, want to move over to America when you were little? Um, was that always a dream? Oh, but when I was little, I never thought about moving to America, though. Like, because I never uh, been to America. I never actually thought about, like, moving over all the way to live here. Like, I think that just happened when I was in high school because my mom was in the U.S. at the time. And then she just told me, oh, you want to come to visit me? And I just come to visit her. And I, I was going in love with this place. And then just said, <laughs> Ever after. What about you, Justina? Oh, I I grew up and then I love movie more than cartoon. So I guess just naturally want to gear gear towards to go somewhere that they made the film. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like for me personally, uh, like in college, I started noticing all the all the cool people were on Instagram or like in LA. So that's that's when I decided. <laughs> what about what about you, Lip? Honestly, for the longest time, I thought I would be just staying in the mountains. It never <laughs> crossed me that I would be making the, the jump to a place where I, I supposed all these movies get done, but it was really far, and and the, like I, it never really dawned me that you could actually go there. But at some point, opportunities arise, and you can think about what if I can learn from the adult. Let's let's learn how the adults make movies. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better term, so I, I took the chance. So how did you guys do it? How did you guys make the move? Well, the how it actually happens, as it always happens, you, you meet people, they you have uh, discussions, you, you agree on certain things, and then opportunities arise. And in my case, I got um, lucky meeting, um, actually was uh, Don Yamazi, which is a, was a former recruiter at Disney, who was working at Netflix at that time. And we, we have been a long time sort of in touch with each other, just for me to get a sense, well, what, what does it mean to become uh, an artist working in, in a studio, in a, in a bigger studio in the US? Like, what does it take? I wanted to know in, in contrast to what it's needed. So 
I got the opportunity to send over my portfolio and said, yeah, you, you seem you seem ready. Let, let me look what we can find. And uh, shortly after, she presented me with a couple of uh, options and I just said yes. And then <laughs> there we go. Uh, so I feel lucky, but I had already spent the last decade working on my own projects, making my own games and my own films, short films. Um, so I was quite happy uh, to step it up and learn from the mistakes from, from a bigger project, from the requirements for something that is not just a two, three-man band and see what, what does it take to pull off the big guns. For, you know. That's awesome. Um, is it really different? It is definitely different. There is a, a whole other stamina you have to muster. Because if you, if you end up doing, let's say, even just a mobile game like I, I did, it's a, a one-year project with everything sort of comes from your own agenda. While if you do bigger movies or if you work on bigger projects, you have to accommodate and sort of respect for, for, for all the good reasons, many, many interests and many requirements. So you have to juggle I think a lot more and just find the, the I'm not sure I can find the right word, but I, I could call, let's call it stamina, just to the, mm. the force to endure over many, many years. Uh, you might get bored with the style at some point, but because it takes so long, you need to still try, be able to pull off your very, very best until then. So yeah, it's it's another league and, and I, I can only applaud everybody who thrives and, and has worked for many years. In this environment. Awesome. I'm going to throw it to you, Justina. Um, how did you make the move? Oh, uh, I actually initially came over here as an exchange student, so culture exchange. So, you know, I came here living in America for a year with American family and then see what it's like. And then they also, American government sent another to Korea. So, high school. And then that leads me to the college because my American family thought that it's like, oh, you're great. You should go to our school. So I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that's how I got into actually Academy of our University because I used to live right nearby. So it's easier for me to actually go to the college from nearby people that I know. And then from the college, when you graduated, you just, you know, oh, OK, I need a job. And I like to have a couple of years experience before I go back to country or make a next move. So I think it's more like naturally happen. I mean, everyone knows that in between has a lot of tryouts, but I think that's how usually. That's amazing. So um, you didn't know that you wanted to go into art professionally before going to like exchange families. They're the ones who encouraged you. Oh, maybe Q know about this. It's not that easy to be artist in Asia. In South Korea case, if you want to do the art a career, you need to start very early age. Hmm. Like um, art middle school, art high school, art college. And then I didn't go to any of those. So I wanted to. And then eventually that conversation with my parents didn't pan out that well. So oh. I was like, okay, <laughs> I will pursue whenever I can later. But... I didn't really fixate it much when I was young. Cute. Do your parents have um, similar sentiments about art? My mom is here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, mom, for your support. I really appreciate (laughs) it. I think I always wanted to be an artist, but my parents only said, oh, you know, you need a a job that could support you, and then you can have this, like, passion, like, job. You can do both artists and also something else. 
like maybe uh, you know what, what learn business, be a businesswoman, and then you also can doing art. Uh, so so she's not always like a fully supporting a full time artist. She always introduced like something else. There's a life. <laughs> You know, <laughs> to be able to support yourself, you cannot be starving artist, which is right. Uh, but she's very supportive, and uh, I I came here uh, like uh, my mom was here as an exchange professor, so I came here to visit her, and then I got my student visa. I started this community college first because I don't know what I really want. Uh, yeah, I learned like physics, chemistry, but now I'm not into that kind of stuff and I feel like I still really enjoy art. I, I like doing art since I'm young and then like I'm like 18 I'm in college I still really want to do art so uh, after two years three years in community college I think this is the things I really want him to go and uh, I want him to do it professionally so I just talked to my mom and said I really really want him to go to art center college of design which at the time, ranked like a number one for entertainment design because I know I wanted to do entertainment design. So after that conversations and she support me, which is, I feel grateful for that. Thank you, mom. I know how hard it is for help me get to our center. Yeah, I, I, I won't be here without my parents' support. Ah, oh, that's, that's amazing. Because most um, Asian families, like most parents want you to be a lawyer a doctor and yeah it's just really cool when um, your parents support you I think I had like a similar experience last year for Lightbox Expo when I was when I was uh, in LA I got like a taste of like the sweet LA lifestyle and I just like went home packed some underwear and I just came back to like study at Brainstorm for um, for six months so and now I I'm tr- actively trying to find a job in LA and like move back so I can hang out with you guys yeah when you guys moved over to US like do you already have um, a lot of friends or do you have to make friends from scratch? I totally need to make friends from scratch. I was graduated from high school when I came here and no, don't know anyone. I still have the language barrier, even though uh, I learned like 12 years English in China, but never think about it. I will actually one day use it. So, um, so for me, it takes a long time to actually make friends here made some like Chinese speaker friend when I first moved to here, but like I think it's two years later I started really making friends with local Americans. I know everyone here like speaks like multiple languages, so does that help you make friends like in America, like using your native tongue? I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I keep mentioning that sometimes, but I have uh, the presumption to believe that when I speak Italian, I'm way funnier then if I can, whatever I can do uh, when I speak English. So whenever I, I, I interact with, uh, with the Italian people, we have this instant celebration, almost like this part, Insta party where we, where we get along. And I, I've never understood why that's so, but uh, in, in specific, there's a, uh, a guy, an animator at Blue Sky, which is also from, from Italy. And, and despite we, we didn't know each other, it was, it, it truly felt like meeting an old cousin. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, I think it, it does help for sure, but I think language is just one of the components. It's mostly interests because if you, if you can talk about something you really share being art or, or, or just games or just whatever sport you want, you want to do, there is already, 
a place where you can interact with them and be friends instantly because it's all about sharing things and language can be one. Yeah, awesome. Do you have a similar opinion, Justina? Yeah, I know that there's a lot of Koreans here in North America in general, but I didn't have any much luck to come across other Korean. Somehow my major doesn't know Korean or none of my classes except for like one or two. There's not really many Korean. But whenever I made a friend, it's just the time that I just doing my homework in the empty room. Someone came in, can I join you? Yeah, go ahead. And then we start talking. That's how I make a friend. It wasn't necessary because of the language. Because I guess you're doing the same thing. So it's much easier to start the conversation like art or homework or project. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, when I was in LA, it just, I was just amazed like how many people like, share the same interests. Like, plain air painting uh there's like 20 people showing up consistently like every weekend to paint together and that's something like i never see in toronto and i'm actually trying to start up now I'm, i made like a toronto chapter of a uh, warrior painter so i'm trying to bring that la culture back to toronto awesome. yeah um, is there a that big awesome. community like that uh too in new york lip i think when it comes to illustration there is i bet because it's it has been historically very popular that for the animation industry, I don't think because um, Blue Sky being white plains and not in the city, so everybody is actually not even in the state of New York. So I, I couldn't find too many peers to, to share that experience here in New York. <laughs> I have found it though, a very tiny paint, uh, painting group called the Sauna Painters, which <laughs> has nothing to do with uh, like in relation to the Warrior Painters, but it's just a, um, we, we had some, uh, some good uh, excursions and, and moments, but we're just three or four stray cats in the big city. So nothing big. The sauna painter. So yeah, I, that's I, I, I stalked your, um, your social media. You like to talk about saunas a lot. What's, what's with that lip? Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's, it, it, it's born from, from two things. One being it was very popular with my parents and we, go, we were going to ski and after it was a, a no-brainer to go into the sauna, even all together. Uh, so sauna is definitely a component of my upbringing. Yet I get amused by the different reactions people have when I even mention it. So I, there is, uh, it goes from almost being on, on the edge of talking like a pervert almost. Like, <laughs> what are you talking? You mean naked? Don't say naked ever. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, I don't really like it or I even hate it. So I think it's really good for you in in, in a mental and physical sense. But uh, I agree that it's a matter of taste. But it's good for you. I promise. Wow. So it was like a big culture shock when you came here. Nobody want wanted to go in the sauna with you. Yeah, it's not big. It's not big here. Yeah, Have you experienced a lot of culture shock coming to LA, Q, or just US in general? Of course, US is totally different than China. So learned a lot of new things. Uh, find out news is not always right. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, totally culture shock. Language barrier, see different people in different colors. I'm coming from like north part of China, which is a city nobody knows. It's a small city. So we don't have a lot of foreigners. But LA is like super diverse. So I see people have different culture background. I talk to people from like different part of the world. Um, it's not a shock. I feel it's more like I'm like fascinated 
for like this bag bag. Oh, the world is a lot bigger than I actually thought it was. What about you, Justina? Oh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> so I like there was a lot, I'm sure, but I forgot. It was very different. I think I mainly remember that I was young, like a kid when I was living in Korea. So my, yeah, my job as a friendly neighbor or a good kid was a keep bowing. And then that was really hard to break it, break it, <laughs> keep bowing, keep bowing. And then everyone's, I'm still doing that to my neighbor. It's just like, they're like, hey, just, you know, and then just like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's bowling. a habit that yeah, hasn't broken off yet. But uh, yeah, it was a big culture shock. I just don't remember because too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but bow thing stays. And then I, I think overly, oh, I also say no, just for the being polite. Oh, do you want to eat? But I said, oh, no, no, thank you. And then they were like, okay, just take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those kind of two things are still, I have to accommodate. But I think it's mostly from the culture that you grew up with. And then you're jumping into completely new area that is like a multi-culture. So you have to say what is a yes and means yes, no means a no. Very clear. Mm-hmm. And then you got to speak up what you really think. So that was uh, something that I had to learn. I see. Is the U.S. like somewhere uh, you, got, you all want to kind of like stay and grow old and like just somewhere you want to stay forever? It's, um, it's a very good question. And in, in now in in this day and age you can never really make a statement a final one and so you might everything might happen along the way i don't plan to because i i have this feeling like i I belong to a certain place where i feel happy and and i i I enjoy not only how it looks but just how how life functions and while the us definitely has its major advantages when it comes to to what we are working in our business but um, it feels if you're if you want to to not have a, such a, a work focused existence, you might have a harder time in the U.S. And at some point, um, the grind needs to stop. I I want to believe for myself, and so I don't plan to. I will take advantage as far as far as I as I can to the chances right now and take all that knowledge back back to where I want to be happy until. Until the end of times. I see. I know Q, you really want to go to go to Spain, at least like for a few years. Um is oh, that... Yeah, that was before. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that that was last year around this time. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to quit my job, I'm going to stay in Spain for a few years, and learn the language there and experiencing the cultures. But I did uh, last year I went to Europe for like a month, so sitting in Spain for a little bit over a week. Uh, but during this one month, I still started to feel like homesick, homesick of LA. I've been staying in LA for a long time. I really miss those people here. And I also I miss my, in LA, I also meet a lot of like older generation Chinese. They're like an old master now, like means to is one of them. And then he's having his like workshop here. And I, I also go into his workshop like consistently. And I miss those like old masters. So I feel like, oh, I, I always thought like uh, I wanted to explore the world. I wanted to see different part of the world. I still do, but I feel like in the end of the day, uh, I wanted to just go back to LA 
I had so much fun just working. <laughs> it sounds weird, but I, I like my job. Yeah. Wow, what a workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the experiences you got like while traveling, um, when you brought that back home, like uh, did it help you with your art career a lot? I think so. Uh, see different parts of the world and how different they are, and uh, I will be more open-minded. Uh, I know my current job is probably not lasting forever. I want him to, like, there's a lot of other kind of things out there. I know that now that certain art style is the best, there's, like, no best art style. There's so many different artists, different art style out there. So I don't compare myself with others. I still do a little bit, but like a lot less than before. So I become more like a, I set myself for, okay, this is my own journey. I don't have to compare with everyone else. I think that's the help from my traveling experience. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, Justina, I know um, you design a lot of like costumes and characters. So like, has your knowledge of like other cultures like really helped with your career? Yeah, I think the uh, mainly my job or anyone's job, the first thing comes is a research. So if you know more, then it's definitely cut down your researching time. I think when you have a different culture background or like a traveling experience behind, you can actually take it more than just you searching from the Google, right? It's like mm. a flat image and then you kind of instant, instantly know this is a right image for what I'm looking for, or oh, this is a just, I don't know, fake or, something is not correct because a google image is like yes it's really good but at the same time it's just so much information that is not correct so it's a good thing that you actually going to actually museum the local and then i think not the same as you just looking at visually versus mm. you go there smelling feeling it and you know senses it you just walked in and you have the feeling of oh, this culture or this area or this costume has that kind of feel and I want to recreate it based on what I wanted, you know, what it needs to be done. So I think mm. the traveling and the different culture background and in general, any experience, life experience, it mm. should be the part of our uh, brain library. Lip, I know um, you do a lot of like Google Maps studies, like dropping yourself into like the, some like random street in another country and like looking at the streets, like from street view. Um, do you think that's like helpful also? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I 100% agree with Justina that if you can engage more senses with your experience, it will be richer. But it started off from just a very weird wish to just look for this, the secret pockets of the world without sort of, because in Google, you, you will find images that somebody put out there to represent something, but it's street view is not curated in that sense. It's um, I, I remember myself just sort of almost driving on, on very unknown Finnish countryside roads for four hours, just clicking away, and <laughs> you know, it felt like a meditative experience. And I, and uh, pairing that with painting, you can always find a place where it, the photo might not be amazing. So it's your task as an artist to say, how can I make this good? How can I take from what I see? How can I? use my design skills to to save this place sometimes. um so yeah that's one of the reasons i enjoyed it and yeah the more you have seen which is not just a the pr photo from a place the, the better i think mm. if you wanted to go under the skin 
of, of the apparent. Um, so yeah, uh, now with Google Earth, even better. So you can, you can even take that into another level and technology will help us to see more without spending. I'm not saying it's the same thing because just traveling, being on site, probably the best way yet. I don't have to see every place just for that only reason. Yeah, for sure. I definitely know the struggle of like going into map crunch and like scrolling for four hours. I think I've seen every uh, street with trees like in like Hong Kong. I, I've just like uh, in the last month, I've just been just scrolling through streets of Hong Kong. And yeah, it's, it's really addictive. So I think there's a lot of people in the audience that want to know about like the specifics of uh, how you got your visa and uh, like finding footing in America when there's like no one there to help you. The reason I wanted to do this podcast was uh, I know Q has a really badass story about how she secured her visa. So can you talk a little bit about that, Q? Oh my God, we're a fast start. Yeah, so I graduated from our center, right? So um I thought, I thought, oh, okay, I graduated from like a good school. I have like a skills. I should just find a job easy. No, <laughs> <laughs> not like that. So, and then for international students, you have like only a three months limit for you to find a job after you graduated. So if I couldn't find a, a job in three months, I will be get kicked out of the country. So, uh, yeah, started uh, searching for job for like three months send out thousands of emails. Um, yeah, I couldn't find a job later. I find out a lot of companies don't even give me interview. Uh, as I stay here, like I'm an international student, I have to get a sponsor. They were, okay, thank you. Uh, I thought, oh, you said, I'm, because I'm not good enough or what's the reason? So, you know, and I have to take a job. So I took a job uh, in Bay Area, which is a startup company. This might be shocking, but they pay me like twelve dollars for an hour. Oh man! Uh, yeah, and then I saw the In and Out is hiring. In and Out is a burger place in California here, and um, we are hiring twelve point five dollars <laughs> per hour. So I got paid lower than In and Out. Uh, yeah, but like, uh, and a beer is a very very expensive place to live. I'm like so poor. I wanted to buy a sofa. I find a sofa which is like fifty dollars, but I couldn't afford it at that point. I was like, oh my god! Like my parents support me, spend so much money to help me go through this like art center, and I, I couldn't even buy a fifty dollars sofa. <laughs> and then the reason I stay in that company is also because they they promise, oh sorry, we pay you low, but they can support you to sponsor you for the H1B. Mm. They did, they did. So that's why I stayed for that company for, for like a little bit over half year, uh, sponsor me for H1B, but I, it's a lottery thing. So I didn't win the lottery. <laughs> and then oh. I, but I'm still OPT at the time. So I have like a three year, I graduated with a science degree. So I have like a three years for able to uh, uh, work in the U.S. after I graduated from college. And uh, so that first year doesn't work out. And uh, I don't want you to just spend my, all my three years seeing a startup company that paid lower than in and out. <laughs> so and, uh, my friends at LA, uh, she, don't have, she don't like her job at the time, and then she quit it. As soon as I, she told me she quit it, and then I just contacted that company 
I know she quit, so then they might need someone. And then, yeah, they said, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we need you. When you are, can you start? I'm super happy because they paid pay me $20 per hour <laughs> at the time. So I moved down to there. And then that company also had a lot of issues. So a few months later, I changed to another company. They said, oh, we will sponsor you H1B again. Uh, I said, okay. So I uh, worked in that company for a sim park design company. And then at the time around... February, which is the time I supposed to apply, gathering the material from H1B, we changed another HR. The, the HR promised me for giving me the visa retired. So, and then they hired another uh, lady who don't know anything about international. And she told me, oh, sorry, uh, you're just an artist. Uh, we can hire so many American artists to replace you. Uh, you are not qualified for the H1B. Ouch. Yeah, that's <laughs> at that point I, I know that I cannot count on any company to apply for my visa. I have to count on myself. I already know those friends who already got the O1 visa, so I just asked them how they did it and did the research, found out I have several criteria I need to meet. I need to gather more experience to feel I'm like a extraordinary enough. Hmm. I kind of just stay in this company for another year. So, yeah, and uh, I never thought about it. I was working for an animation industry because I have a passion for theme park design. I, hmm. I like to go into places. I like to experience things. And the theme entertainment is like design theme park, designing experience. Never think about going to work for animation, but I was like, why not? I will get different kind of experience and show the government that I could also do that. So leave uh, that company and um, started to work in this animation company. I worked like three different projects full time during that year, uh, and then also did like a two different like freelance jobs. So I got like five different credits. I know that uh, for O1 you need to have like publications. So at the same time, I'm trying to contact all the publishers, show them, hey, I can do this. I can do theme park design. I have experience for animation. I got like stuff published on like Imagine FX and several tutorial books. Yeah, and then also trying to get all the um, gallery experience as much as I can. So in the end, right before my visa expired, I, I gathered material and then I just submitted and then my visa got approved. Sorry, that's amazing. You took things into your own hands. Oh, well, I still have a lot of people help me, like they all write me, like recommendation writers. Angela helped me to write the letters too. So it's not all by myself, it's a lot of people help me. Thank you so much, guys. Aw, do you guys um, have tips to offer international start, uh, students who want to come to the US? Uh, like uh, taking things into your own hands, like uh, uh, things you have control over. Lip, do you have any suggestions? It's definitely a tough question because times are changing and, and what was true just a couple of five, ten years ago and, and, and the way we are doing work with each other is changing a lot. And I mean, I might not be the best case to, to ask like how to really come to the ask because I, I feel this is a one checkpoint in, in my life and, and it doesn't become a goal uh, yet. Uh, to come over... Maybe it's just a question to think, what, I, what is my takeaway? What, what do I really want to get out of this experience? Is it something specific about the project you want to get from 
that only in the US can happen, then the advices can be going to the one direction. Or is it just a sheer fact of living and breeding within this country, or let's call it LA, within this industry and meeting the right people on the site? Um, if you feel like uh, you, you want to have this experience, I would just be not only as, as professional, as good as it gets, but also really working hard of meeting and sort of engaging with the people that can offer you those opportunities. Because as, as, as true it is that good work will get you opportunities or chances, having the network of people, just as I, as I heard from, from Q, you need people here to support this and I, I've been an example because I I have been told decades ago just for being an artist it's not really the thing we don't get people here because we have a ton of people from art center every year and they are all amazing even if you might be good or you might be bad we don't need you really but if you have uh, you know some people that really enjoy working with you and, and can sort of be your mentor and and, and and support you in that that's 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 good so go to conferences make those contexts and be a person that is interesting to other persons too, not just from a work relation point of view. Mm -hmm. I see. Justina, yeah. do you have um do you have a lot of struggles like securing your visa as well when you first got here? <laughs> yes, yes. Like what Q just mentioned is like just make me remind of all those memories. Um yeah it's not easy. I saw a couple of my friends actually got it very easy, but they're all in the 3D. So I think a VFX, a little bit more technical side is a bit easier to get in Visa before. I'm talking about like 10 years ago. But as a 2D or like just an artist, like a live and can maybe realize that there's so many good artists out here. It's not just about your skill set. And then I wasn't, I was okay. I wasn't that extraordinarily. I didn't even thinking about apply for, you know, O1 visa because I thought that, oh, that's for the, you know, art geniuses. It wasn't for <laughs> me. <laughs> I met a lot of people who graduated. They want to get their dream job right away, which is, you know, if you're international, if you wanted to starting from some point, especially you never had experience starting from somewhere. Very low pay job. Yeah, I had a very low pay job queue. I was like, no, five dollars is lower than what I got. Yeah, but I had a very low pay job. I got crazy amount of work. I literally got the art direction from this director that I don't want to mention. He's like, yeah, just you know, just pull the magic out of your ass. You can do it. You're like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> And they called me as a unicorn, Justina. I was like, oh, Jesus, because like I made it happen overnight. Oh, is this not magic? I was up all night to make it happen. And then I really cannot advise that. That was not a good way. But that was the only way I knew, you know, how could show that, oh, oh Justina is working hard and Justina is, you know, willing to do the good job. But I really not advise it. But my, if I want to share anything from my experiences that just do what you can do. They don't expect this is going to be so easy. This is going to be so amazing job. This is going to be so, you know, all the jobs that everyone talking about high profile jobs going to come to me. It's not going to become right away. At least not for me. I starting from intern to start a company to moving out to next startup company to a little bit better here and there. And then up to current, my job is actually my dream job. So I'm like, yay. But um, yeah. it was, a, yeah, it was such a... <laughs> tiring journey 
but it's worth it. Once you went through it, right, Q? It's like once you went through it, it's like, oh, it's been worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Totally yeah, right, right. Once you go through it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And while you're in the pit, you don't really think that way. You're thinking so many questions. Why is it happening to me? Why is it doesn't work out? But it's worth mm. it. Mm-hmm. Everyone is experiences different. Like a lip is amazing artist. So he kind of <laughs> snooped in. <laughs> Well, but I mean, I, if if I can just interject one thing, and and this this these are true inspiring uh, testimonies of you both. Uh, I just want to say that, in in ideal sense for me, people will come to you if you really flourish and you have a plan what you wanted to do in the first place, and you keep doing it. That's how I, I sort of started. I I just wanted to do what was turning in my head, and then I learned that what I was doing, people were making sort of, it was a part of making movies. And then I learned this is also a component how to make games. So you mm. just just find your happy place and you will be you will be successful. And then they will come to you and think, do you want to do this over here? Yes, no, but you should always start from from your own, like from, from the making and, and from, from being flourishing in your own use, um, tiny universe. And they will ask you to do your universe in their universe, which is maybe bigger, maybe smaller. Definitely do your best and then as humanly as possible and then let everything else to be flow. Yeah, and also helping others as Mm. much as you can because I get so much help from people. I try to just do the same. Justine, I know know you're married. So is your husband also um, in the industry? Is he also... uh, do you also come from a foreign country? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's from Philippines. I'm from South Korea. We met him in the college. So, yes. But he's awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not worried about him. He does his thing and, you know, he's always encouraging. But always he told me to do whatever you want it to be. Be Justina. I can tell you what I do or how can I get it done or what I did, but just find your way. So I think it should be applied to everyone. Like, yes, we are here to sharing our experiences and hope that whoever wanted to pursue their art career in the United States or anywhere else, I want them to have it because it is hard, but also during that time going through all this hardship, whatever happening, I think it kind of forming us as a certain person. And I just realized that that is actually very valuable. You cannot just buy it, right? Mm. Yeah. So, so it's to be, be the best way you can be and then like, yeah, be nice to people and hope the best. You guys really need the luck too. Lip, I know you're married as well. Um, how does the, your wife feel about your move over to America? Is she also really supportive as well? Yes, and and even more so, she she is actually an artist too, and we used to work on many many of the same projects together, and she's working for Netflix as well at the moment. So we we had a true lucky situation where we both not only come here but both be employed by the same company. So with with all of this uh, benefits coming, so yeah, I I really was was lucky in that sense. Um, and we try to support each other and, and it's, it might be easier and might be harder sometimes because, you know, if, uh, if both are artists, you, you, there is a certain level of competition going in where 
you have to be careful what you say or, or you have mm. to finish. But overall, it's it's a true blessing because you always have to talk about something. You can always discuss about the temperature of the shadow side of the clouds versus the light side. And it's all like, <laughs> as stupid as my sound. It, it, there's never this silence of, we're going to tell you, like, look at the weird car shape. Could you imagine? Yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah, it's it's nice to have that. What what's the most challenging thing like adapting to an American studio when you made the move? Well, I would say because I have always do my own thing for for a decade and more, which I thought I would be staying in the mountains slash in in Vienna, just doing animated commercials, and then coming to a bigger studio, there's a certain other routine, there's a certain other way to talk to people. There's a way to articulate yourself because coming from a German slash Italian culture, there's another way to say facts or sort of say trueness about something about, about uh, or making judgments. So I think Americans have it different. They, that's something I had to learn. And then, yeah, being nice is is always good because nobody wants to feel uncomfortable on, on a place where everybody needs to perform because studios are here for to do good work and if you don't feel at your best the quality will go down very very fast you mentioned uh there's a, like slang and uh just like words that you we would yeah. use here uh, have you picked up any uh any new slang after your move well, I mean, I'm not sure about words itself, but I have, I was shocked in the beginning when people always tried to sugarcoat um, even like not extremely positive statements. So I was, I was sort of handing, showing uh, stuff and they would make it sound. It was actually quite great. At least my sort of my translation said, does he say it's good? It says it's good, right? But then I learned that this doesn't mean good. This doesn't mean this is not good. Uh, well, so you have to learn between, to read between the lines to really filter what actually is the case. So if, mm. uh, as a stupid example, it might change and it's maybe I'm even more an LA thing than maybe a New York thing, but uh, they say, yeah, this, this is pretty good. You can, you can say, okay, there's no way this is good. Like this, this is horrible. <laughs> uh, and and, and, and somebody just can contain himself saying how awesome it is. You, you, can, you can be confident it might be on the in the ballpark mm. um, or even you know it's i would much rather have somebody say no this is not working like this is this is this is wrong mm. uh, while i had to squeeze that wrongness out of people many, <laughs> more often than not yeah, yeah I, I i can totally relate i can when people tell me something is good but like their face is not saying that it's good I think like the most genuine compliment is like when they're so excited, they're just like talk, talking to you about like, it's like, oh my God, um, like you can hear it in their voice. Like it, you can hear the excitement. That's when you know, like it's a true compliment. Yeah, but um, you get emails sometimes too, right? So true. <laughs> said, oh, yeah. that's truly good. And you said, which, which one is it now? Yeah, for sure. Kiwa, what have you had similar experiences? Yeah, uh, you're my home tire, but it's like super direct. <laughs> super oh. direct came here i found like especially in california like la people are really nice but i could tell that the tone of their voice like something they just being nice this is not as awesome as they describe they yeah. will be oh this is awesome but if you can fix this a little bit oh the <laughs> compliment sandwich the classic <laughs> yeah so 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 i just like always focus on the things after the plant. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. I think it's actually nice. They're trying to be polite. Actually, a couple of years ago, I had a chance to do with their freelancing with the company, the actually friends. That was an email that so direct that I never got it from working from North American, you know, industry side. They literally told me that your drawing is annoying. So I was like, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I guess they're using translator, so they, yeah, you know, they type whatever in French and then translate it. But I was like, oh my god, I never got that, you know, on your face. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a. In that sense, actually, people said, "Oh, it's nice," or maybe, "Yeah, that's a nice start point." You're gonna developing your work from there, right? That is actually a more polite way of saying it. So later, I kind of actually asking my friend who can speak French, and oh, maybe just she's using the translator. Don't mind it; just keep doing it. It just, you know, it it remains with you. It's not about what it says; it's about what they do is more about what makes the email or people feel you that remains. So just being nice. Yeah. Cause of that feeling, I was like, I don't, I never want to get it from critique. Oh man, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. 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 So, uh, working in the U S uh, in the entertainment industry, has there been any surprises or disappointments? Well, disappointing. I, I was hoping to work in a team with people. But then it turns out we're all working from home. So it's, it has been quite disappointing um, to j- just sit in our apartments. Well, I could have st- stood at home in the first place because it doesn't matter if I'm here. I was looking for that studio close quarter, uh, intense working experience, which didn't happen for a reason we couldn't control. So that, that's mm. fine. So yeah, that's uh I Do you I guess, guys have a company Discord server? You can all hop on uh, the voice chat and like hear each other's like uh, Yeah, we use Slack. Slack. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, yeah, that works, but it's not the same because I mean I get for some reason video video meetings and discussions tire me more than personal ones. So yeah, I feel I I could get so much more out of it rather than just looking at those windows on my on my on my screen cuz sort of discussion with people used to be a refresher, sort of get my eyes off the screen for a little while. And now the meeting just becomes another session on the same meeting. Hmm. Uh, Q, any uh, uh, surprises or disappointments working here? Uh, not really. <laughs> it's just my life. Uh, and life always has up and down. So some smaller things bothering me, but that's just life. That's a good mindset. Do you do you agree with that, Justina? Yeah, culture-wise, I think I got used to it. But I uh, worked at the very different companies. Actually, before I like to moving around project after project, I thought it would be fun. And then I start from very low rate. So it's easier for me to bump up my price range as well. But at the same time, it was more fun. Like After two years, I like to move on to another company or sometimes a company closed down. But every company has a different culture. So that was actually a lot to learn because they're all in the Bay Area. First, com- first couple of companies that I started working, they're really rich. Means that they're just through the cash, through the cash. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a too many iPad, I- iPhone, and then my sister came over like, hey, your, your, your house is like an iPhone store. It's like, oh, because I'm working for iOS, ISO company devices. And then I had to... Have they just gave me the devices 
then wow. I'd never even appreciate it. Yeah, so I actually, my beginning of my job was like a really poor student who was completely broke to I got into company and everyone was so nice. And then, you know, like all the free kitchen and it was like, oh my God, this is it. This is how people getting job and how I'm gonna leave. And then you move to other company. They're fighting over cheapest, I think Kruger coffee. They're fighting over it in the morning. It's like, what's going on? In <laughs> wow, that's a big contrast. So every company has a different culture. Not just about talk. I just talk about my financial thing, but it's also about some company really appreciate your opinion as an artist. Some company doesn't really give a, you know, no, I don't care about you. Some company is about more about socialization. That oh, you have to go bar. You have to come over. Otherwise, you became a little bit weirdo. Some companies mm. like, no, I don't care what you do. I just want you to do the good job. So, mm. so what's your preference for like the workspace environment? Do you like hanging out with people? Uh, you... I did when I was twenty, I guess, to middle twenty. It was fun because I never done it before. But once I did it, ah, oh, okay, this is what I expect to do. Mm. Yeah, I like. I, I'm. I think I'm friendly enough to talk to people, and then yeah, I enjoy companionship with all the coworkers. But when it comes to work, I'm not that good at multitasking with the people really going around and talk to socialize and coming back to their station at work. So it, it took me a while to get into my zone. Mm. So in that sense, I like to be alone. Current work of LA is where at least where I am working right now is like. Welcome. Here's a work. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I mean, thank you. But yeah, it was a bit different because of other company. They're like, oh, welcome, welcome. There's a stickers. There's all the Cintiq. And then, oh, let's go out, welcome lunch, and then hang out. And it took about a whole week to be feel welcomed and then start working. <laughs> so I like, I personally prefer the place that everyone does the work. And then after extra time, they if they want to hang out, they can hang out. Not is mandatory to be hang out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think when I finally get a studio job, I think I uh, I like to hang out with. I hope it's like something like our our warrior painter Discord, where we're just like chatting as we're painting. We're like can kind of peek over and see like what everyone's painting. We're gonna move to some audience questions. What does it mean to be successful for you guys? I think after hearing that story about all the iPads, I think that's 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 the that's the dream for me. Q, what do you think? I mean, I feel successful come with so many different forms. Like, doesn't matter how much money you make, what position like of your job you are. As long as I feel if you're happy and you're willing to help others, then you are a successful human being. That's a good way to live. What about you, Lip? Well, this is a very personal. Um, everybody has its own take about success or, or whatnot and i feel for me is and it's just revolving connecting into our art development and, and why we all doing this for me success would be getting to a place where i know at least a little bit of of tools and develop a voice where i can say what what's in my head like i the only reason of training and becoming better is like i want to be able to express myself with with more ease because it starts where you very very sorry New York life yeah yeah, yeah like it's, it's horrible but yeah just learn enough that you can can just 
go on that ride. And because uh, the, the hardest part in the beginning is you have so many ideas, but you don't know how to get them out. And and mm-hmm. my own goal is just to learn that enough and keep working on it so that my voice, my artistic voice becomes more and more refined. I can go get and I can go closer to what I wanted to do in the first place. That's all it is. And and I believe if I do that well enough, money will, will come. And, and I have reason to believe that if 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 we if luck helps me as well, I might be able to do just that to reach a level where people want to know what what you can craft. Success is when I I can do what I wanted to do and I have the means to do it. Okay, yeah, um, and so a lot just, of money. Yeah, true, true, money. So uh, Justina, for most people, including myself, like I see like where you are as like. The definition of like being successful so where, yeah. where no 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 i was just so great with the lip that i was just like him nodding I, no 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 i i, I shared that because i wanted to just tell them there's a, so many different company comes with a very different accommodation so not one is completely good like honestly my worst company is the one that gave me most gadget really really <laughs> yeah no no it's not gonna make you happy i and then all that I had to go through a company to be settled so that I could focusing on work that I like to working on. And that was a, just a journey. I mean, I learned a lot, but I was not happy as, a art, as an artist. I couldn't produce what I like to produce. Mm-hmm. So I was always seeking something else that like, oh, okay, just get the job done. Good. But I don't want to go to convention. And then I was actually jealous of people who can do what they can do. But as an international, I didn't have any, you know, I was all alone here. My parents is out there. I have to figure out myself how to pay the rent and all that. So that wasn't my responsible the adult side. But as a just artist and success goes, yeah, I really agree with the lip. It's where I want to reach to. I want to find the best tool for myself to express myself. And then if others are excited about it, that would be great, really. Hmm. You uh, really like a gadget. <laughs> yeah, I love gadgets. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, for all the students like in the audience, um, besides a good portfolio, what are other factors influence uh, the studio's decision to hire international artists? Um, and does, does age matter? Q, what do you think? Oh, age matter. Uh, age definitely not matter. <laughs> First of all, you need to be a good person towards this. I feel studio treat you just like an employee. They don't care if you're international or not. If you could do the job, then they will hire you. But for doing the job, there's like so many other people have the same skills. Um, so you're trying to be a little bit more helpful and a little bit more understanding. Um, yeah, so you are you show yourself you are easy to work with. Yeah, and also a lot of studios don't want you to deal with like, your visa situations. Uh, only if you like as amazing as Lips, like you have your <laughs> work very boring. But if you are like a okay artist, your skill level, you kind of have so many other people to replace you, your work is not fully developed to that level yet. So maybe you're trying to solve this problem by yourself. Uh, so uh, uh, as long as you can, you can solve the problem for your company, then they're more willing to work with you. Yeah, you're, for, you're sure, just, for sure. You're there for a proper problem solving for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you feel the same, Lip? Yeah, like she, she said it right. And the, the visa discussion is a one is a long one, and obviously you have to bring more to the table because it's a true hassle for the company, not only in terms of money, but they have to have a specific producer or just uh, immigration um, person to, to 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 lead you through that through that. So it, there's a lot of commitment. So they really have to want it. They cannot say, you know what. Yeah, you come in, doesn't matter. So that can happen with, with a local artist, which is let's take our chances, let's have him giving a try, but getting somewhere from far with needs a visa, there has to be a specific role, a specific service they want to get from you. And obviously nobody is irreplaceable, yet if they have a suspicion, you would bring something to the table, which is a little different. And I have heard that many times, like you, you're definitely not the, the, the best painter, but kind of make this weird shit. So we want that weirdness. <laughs> like, uh, uh, like we want that extra thing and we're willing to to bring that into our pool because our artists here are very, very good, but they are also in a, in a certain mode because the environment obviously uh, just makes the character or the nature of the artist. So just make sure you push that uniqueness that makes you your, your either your background or your persona stand out and not just your technical skill set. And that needs to be back to technical skill set. Mm. There's no amount of talking that will help you in the end. But what I want to say is just know that you need to bring something specific, which is not the ordinary. So that could go with having your subject matters in your portfolio be different and fresh and contributing to something more diverse. Or just your 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 personality, your way of work, your 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 views. So Make sure you you stand out in that way. Do companies um when they hire you, do they mention like how um they love your like smiling, wholesome mountains? <laughs> That's my favorite thing about your work, the wholesomeness. I started this thing just because I, I everybody was um, many of my friends are caricature artists and they just doing their self-portraits. And I I, I don't want to draw myself, like on my face. Like so I thought, what if I make self-portraits yet I try to encapsulate all my my sense of my environment. Like, how can I make a separate of myself, not as a person? So yeah, and that's an, an advice. I'm not sure it's a good or a bad advice, but that's something I do. I try to be my art as much as possible, a reflection of my current time in life. So it's a, it has it's a it's a mirror, and everything that goes around with with you, either bad or good, should go directly into that but that's the best way to make it you look um different and unique you and you will feel very comfortable with it because that has everything and will and will transcend the over time because you can look back and those the stupid mountains 10 years from now like it is exactly how i felt i know exactly how it was back then and um so yeah it's a you should always care to project your own in what you do because that's the best way to feel happy on the in the long run mm, at least for, that's sure. for sure well i just agree with the lips like ah, so right he's so right <laughs> how can i get <laughs> um I, I recently actually like i was more focusing on work and then prepared to be the artist that what i like to do on the living more site i remember that my art hero ian mccake and then nell gayman they kept saying that be yourself be the light, be the someone that only you can be and so uniquely you can be. I really couldn't get that meaning before. 
because mm-hmm. a company work was just kind of company work. You have to just do the good job or whatever best you can be within that setting. But as a being artist is, yeah, like Liv says or Q says, it has to be uniquely you and then only you can offer. Like when you hear about Q's story, it's not just about you know, her amazing painting is about, you can tell about her personality, right? She mm. get the job done, she make it work and she's grinding, but she kept going. So it kind of shows of who she is. And then when she get hired, she brings her skill set, and then that persona brings the studio. I think that's what everyone needs. I was too scared to do be doing anything different, to be honest. And then I didn't really get the meaning of be yourself. And then like what Liv says, it's the same object, same landscape. Just I wanted to input over my own self. I really didn't get it for a while. Like, what does it mean, be myself? But these guys are hired. These guys are great. But later, I more, like, actually recently, I realized that, oh, there are just so many thousands of ways I can do. But <laughs> yeah, only my ways I can do it. So let's more develop my way of telling the story. Yeah, I, I have the same thing. I feel that uh, before I'm like, before this, uh, I'm so, I'm just like an ordinary, another girl in this world. I'm not unique. Uh, I'm like, yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> now I know that. But before that, like before I, when I growing up, I think Asian cultures actually teach you to be the same. You need to be. This is the path you have to go. You, if you're unique people will see you differently. And I think of me and Chris, uh, Justina all grew up in this kind of Asian culture background. If you are being a little bit different, people will judge you. After I, I try to fight for my visas, I, I was doing all that things, I find out if I want something like hard enough, um, and I will get it. And then so, and I stopped to compare myself to like art artists, I'm just different. Like, how many artists like who could speak Chinese and also going to surf, going to hike, have six packs? Not allowed. So I, so I just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I developed this confidence over getting like getting old, like uh, over the age. So I think okay, I don't have to compare with everybody. I'm just being myself, and then if I being the best version of myself then that's good enough. I don't have to compare with Yeah, I can definitely see like your growing confidence in your in your in your paintings, especially like your cat catzilla paintings. I just remember that one painting where um it's like a skyscraper. It's like it was it used to be like an HM building, but you just like slap your initial like a big Q onto the tower <laughs> and like your it's it's like a cat climbing it. That, that that's like yeah that, that was my favorite painting from you. So Last question. Uh, do you think it's common, still common in this day and age to have um, a mentor in a studio? Do you guys have any mentors to shout out from, um, from your jobs? I actually appreciate everybody I work with because I feel like everybody could teach me a little bit things differently. Like I, everybody's unique. I think I learned a lot from Lyndon too, such a nice guy. Uh, and always like helping organize these things. Uh, super friendly. So shout out to Lyndon this time. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, Lip, do you have any mentors to shout out? I will shout out to one mentor of mine, which I not only learned a lot, but also went into many, many battles with. And his name is 
uh, Van Ling, his, uh, actually, he, he was the one who introduced me to Blender in the first place, and that opened up uh, a very a huge, actually, opportunity. So I actually just wanted to join his course to troll him, but it turned out <laughs> to be <laughs> a, good, a good endeavor. So shout out to him. He's great. Everybody should take his course today. Um, and other than that, yeah, I, I, there is there, there's a big hope. If you can work in a studio and you have a, a, a mentor figure that can take you through um, sort of the, the struggles, they're not keeping doing the same mistakes. And I, I know I, I owe to many people that form, even though I might have not worked directly with them, but I had a lot of help from uh, Armand Serrano and from Nicholas Weiss. I, I, I always looked for sort of an exchange, just being also very proactive, which is writing them and then interacting them. So it's having somebody to check in and just detach from, you know, from the talent vision is great. So again, learn uh, heavy poly lender today, or I would be mad about it. Do it. Get and get heavy paint. I guess I have a very vice part that I get very into it once I'm into it, but otherwise I could be very lazy. So I just actually like people that who, you know, consistent and persistent and just keep doing work, whether they're good or not. That's the, not my uh, part of judging. Um, I just like to be put those people around me and then happen to be there's a lot of people around me just keep going, keep grinding. I just I get inspired. Actually, Angela is one of them. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, she just kept Angela. Angela. Because yeah. she's the one that I met. I think she's a, one of the first people that I met when I came down to LA. And then she just kept doing. She just kept doing. And then she kept saying, it's so hard. I'm not, not doing it right. But she never stopped doing it. And then I wasn't just, that was three years ago already. I just want to watching her how far she goes. You know, sometimes I'm not putting that much effort, but like I want to just see her, how she going to develop as an artist. Because I think she just started painting or just start, you know, very more um, focusing on painting side. And then I just see her daily keep posting, keep going, keep going. And then one day she's teaching, one day she's, now she has a gallery show. I just, wow. Mm. So just anyone around me, whoever just keep going, whoever, reminds me that that's the I think that that's the real key you can be really talented you can be you know great idea person but as a job as a professional artist you have to be there good or bad day you have to keep producing right especially you are hired paid to do so so oh sorry I, my answer was too long but yes no, no, no. Angela inspired so many of us um, yeah, for think, sure. Yeah, so me and Lina, I know me and Lina is like Angela is like a fun girl and a fun boy. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Angela, and I appreciate you always like keeping our eyes. Like so, Angela posts again. Okay, I need to do this painting today. <laughs> thank yeah, you, Angela. Shout out to Angela and her and her um nucleus opening tonight. Everybody, oh, yeah. go check yeah. it out. Uh, yeah, that's that's all the time we have today. Um. Thanks, thanks uh, to our guests for joining us. And um, thanks for all the um, contributions on the Warrior Painters Gumroad. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. And I'm, I'm looking forward to meet more people in the LA area because I'm, I'm getting away from this noisy city and moving to the other noisy city. 
it's really great. Yes, thank you so much for having us and hopefully you guys, whatever we share, it will be somewhat, somewhat give you guys idea what it's like, but making your own journey, make your own path, really. It will be worth it. Once it, everything done, you'll be like, ah, that sucks, but that's worth it. So, <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love hearing from you. Feel free to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms, leave us a comment on YouTube, or just message us on Instagram. If you want to support us, please consider donating on Gumroad. You'll find a link in the description. Alright, see you again soon!